Welcome to Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his trusted assistant, Michael Pop, as they explore the intersection of faith, movies, and our contemporary context. Welcome back to Christ, Culture, and Cinema. How are you today, Michael? Well, we are now two weeks into the school year, getting back into the swing of things, uh, working on our pillars here at Grace. I'm loving it. Things are going well. We're flying. Yeah, things are cooking along. Uh, today, after recording, I'm going to be stepping out. I'm using my voucher from the Players' Championship Volunteer <laughs> well earned. Time. Well earned. Well earned. You know, it's. I was looking at the parameters of when I can make the tea time at the TPC Stadium course, and I could play from, I believe it was like... <laughs> kind of like the caddy swim time? You oh, got 15 good. minutes? Yes, that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> I have it, uh, you can use it from June 23rd till August 31st, but the course is closed for like six weeks in the middle of all of that time, and uh, you can only make the tea time five days in advance. Uh, yeah, they've made every hoop possible so that you will not use this thing, but I have a secret weapon. But you are. Oh, but I got a secret weapon. You see, our, our dear friend Lynn Augenstein happens to be a member at the TPC, and he can make a tea time seven days out in advance. So I have... Oh, we got two extra oh, days. Oh, I have bucked the system, baby. <laughs> so we got those two extra days, and we're playing stadium today. So... Speaking of getting ahead in time... Yes, ahead in time. <laughs> today, uh, we are going to do a movie that was a, a big budget... A big advertising budget, big Disney hopeful movie. Well, a, a it, prequel. Yeah, it's, it's a kind of a prequel. Well, it's not even a prequel. It's it's really the movie, the actor, the story upon which a toy in Toy Story would be made. That movie is Lightyear. Lightyear. It's weird uh, saying that without buzz in front of it anyway. Yeah, I know. It's, it's no buzz on that part well, of it. It's true. Uh, <laughs> the movie, there's it's, no buzz. There's no buzz about this movie, baby. <laughs> Any buzz there is, it's not, it's not been good. good. Not it's good actually buzz. been kind of Bad poorly buzz. received. And, you know, as we consider this little movie today, Buzz Lightyear, it was released this summer, the summer of 2022. Uh you know, I, I feel bad for Chris Evans. Do you? I do. Because, do you really? Because, you know, he, he leaves his Captain America gig. Yeah. And it has not gone well for him. Yeah. I, what I appreciate. So this movie came out this summer, July 2022, with a budget of $200 million and a box office of just under $225 million worldwide. Worldwide. Now... That's not including all the money they spent on the advertising and the trailers and everything else. Lots. This movie bombed. Yeah. Well, here's the here's the go go tell sign, the the, the telltale sign. Opens at fifty million. Mm-hmm. And only made 118 domestic. Well, because now, those those first people who went that first weekend went panda. Yeah. I can't unsee this. This was bad. Now, see, I liked it. That's the thing. I liked it. Well, I, I like this movie. Let's talk about I the love fact time that travel it's, movies. it has a lot to do with expectation. People fell in love with Buzz Lightyear the toy in the Toy Story series. 
I mean, who doesn't love Buzz Lightyear of Star Command? Well, he's funny. If you love Woody, you don't love Buzz. Come on, that's kind of like a well, take a side thing. I think you like them both. At the end eh. of the day, you really do. And you enjoy the the toy, the 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 quality of a toy coming to life. Right at the beginning of this movie, there's this little little uh, you know line that shows up on the screen that this is the favorite movie of the child who receives Andy Buzz Lightyear. Yeah, this is how Andy fell this in love with Buzz. This is how Andy falls. And I'm sorry, Andy. Andy was not watching this particular movie <laughs> in order to fall in with fall in love with Buzz Andy Lightyear. Andy wasn't that old. I don't think he would have gotten into the time travel stuff. Uh, no. Well, we're going to get to that. Let's talk about uh, the director Angus McLean. And Angus McLean is a mainstay there uh, at Pixar Studios with Disney. He has done um, some movies. You know, his two biggies now are Buzz Lightyear, uh, this movie Lightyear, but then he's also done and was involved with Buzz Lightyear of Star Command, which was an animated movie. Right. You know, not the digital animation, uh, as we find in Pixar, and then Finding Dory, which was the sequel to Finding Nemo. And Finding Dory was fine. That's a very sweet movie. And it was good. It was yeah, a good sequel. Very good sequel. And I'm telling you, this is a prequel. It yeah. comes before Toy Story. This yeah. is how we know how Andy fell in love with Buzz. Now, let's just talk about the cast, <laughs> and then we're going to get into the the disaster that is this movie. Oh. Uh, the characters. Now, of course, there is Buzz Lightyear. Not the toy, Buzz Lightyear, the, the actor playing this space ranger voiced by chris evans now chris evans god bless you chris evans but you're captain america and you owned captain america and, and you're not and uh was it the flame and the fantastic Four? well was he it? was johnny storm and fantastic storm, that was Four. A, you know so he i mean was, he's playing some characters well and he was really good in knives out he was great in knives. he was a uh, punk but, i loved it but i'm sorry tim allen is buzz lightyear he is just stay in that lane hey uh, Tim turned it down. They tried to get Tim. Yeah. I don't blame Chris for stepping in. Yeah. Do, do you believe that story? I don't uh, until know. I Until well. I see Tim Allen come out and say that, I'm not buying it. No, he, he uh, was offered the role. He yeah. just said it shouldn't be made. I mean, yeah. Tim said he was right. <laughs> it shouldn't be made. Oh, my word. <laughs> hey, stop. I, I like this movie. Oh, we're going to get there. Okay, now right. playing Izzy Hawthorne. Let's just talk about those that are going to be the main characters for most of the movie. Izzy Hawthorne, which is going to be the grandchild of... Alicia Hawthorne. So Izzy Hawthorne is uh, voiced by Kiki Palmer. And I love her movie credits. Nope, Alice, Hustlers, and Pimp. Maybe uh, that should have been a tip Grease, off. Grease Laugh. Yeah. She, she did play in But Grease she's Laugh. a singer again. Remember, right. she's, she's a, a singer. singer Lots so of TV. Yeah, now, have absolutely. You, have you seen a preview for Nope? I have not. I'm not sure I want to see it. It's probably nope. <laughs> yeah, nah, it'll weird. be a big nope. A okay. Yeah. Uh, voicing socks is Peter Sonnen. Socks is the robotic cat made by Alicia Hawthorne to take care of Buzz Lightyear. So it's really very a sweet. It's a very sweet. This is a Disney moment, right? It's a sweet character. It's a service animal. It's a, ser- a mechanical well, one. It's a mechanical it's a service. service. That's a good yeah. way of looking at it. Yeah. Now, he's voiced in uh, some of the other great ones. The Good Dinosaur, Monsters University, uh, Ratatouille. Luca. Uh, Luca, which mm-hmm. is a great movie. Oh, I but love Luca. It's all all his credits are voice uh, yeah. animated or video games. Yeah. So And Wally. He's one of those, I guess, Wally. he has a face for radio. 
He sure does. I don't know. Uh, but again, he was one of the great standouts, I think, of this movie. Uh, moving on, we have uh, voicing Mo Morrison, uh, Taika Waititi. Uh, Taika, man, you just show up everywhere these days. I blink my eyes and you oh, know, look, there's a Taika Waititi uh he was in the reference. It was our Jojo Rabbit. He is not a new one to Christ Culture and Cinema because no. we did Jojo last season. Yeah, we sure did. And he had a great role, but that was real life, not animated. Yeah. And, you know, it but doesn't was, show through the way he is. He's kind of crazy. Oh, not he's nuts. So, well, consider he was uh, in the Suicide Squad. He was like mm-hmm. the rat boy guy in Suicide Squad. Uh, he's he's shown up in The Mandalorian. Yeah. Um, He's also been in a little thing called the Thor series and mm-hmm. Thor Love and Thunder, the latest one this summer. He's MCU, the baby. he's the voice of Korg. Oh my word. He just <laughs> I just love Korg. He's yeah. so funny. Uh but here again, Taika is like Disney guy now. He just shows up anywhere and everywhere. They're using him. You know, he's at, he's a, getting paid. Oh, he's he's making cash. Uh playing uh, the voice of Darby Steel is Dale Souls and I love this. Dale Souls is really known for Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. uh, The Messenger. And I had, I had to reference this. She is in a couple of episodes of The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. We haven't had a Maisel shout out in Maisel a while. shout out. Lots love of TV. Maisel. Lots and lots of TV. Yeah. Now, this is the one that surprised me because when watching it, I thought the voice of Zerg was Chris Evans just kind of garbling his voice and it wasn't it was james brolin really surprised me and you got to go in wayback machine with james brolin he has 142 credits yeah just a few but here's some old oldies but goodies he was in capricorn one westworld the original westworld um he was in the movie traffic which is a great movie good movie uh west wing yeah he was uh you know who he was in west wing the, no. gov- the governor of Florida. Oh, well, of course. There you go. He's Where, a tough guy. Who else would be the governor of Florida? <laughs> I, I, I like uh, Catch Me If You Can. Oh, yeah. Great movie. That's another great movie. Uh, looking also down the road, television. He's been in Psych. A lot of television. Law and Order, SVU. Uh, he, yeah. was in a, he was in some episodes of Canon. Frank Cannon. Remember that in the 70s? That's old. That's ancient, baby. Uh, playing the voice of... Buzz's original partner, Alicia Hawthorne, who is the grandmother to Izzy Hawthorne, is Uzo Aduba. And she was in a little movie recently, Mrs. America, uh, my voice in My Little Pony. Mm-hmm. But wait, Orange is the New Black. Yep. There you go. With have Dale. It. Yeah, she's hanging out with Dale. They're... Maybe we should do Orange is the New Black. Uh, of course, there's so many seasons. There's too many. A lot of seasons. And that, that means mean I'd have to go watch it. And I really don't have a desire I, to watch I, it. I watched the first couple seasons. It's it's weird. It's your typical prison movie. Prison with women. Prison movie with women. Hmm. <laughs> it's weird. What can I, we sneak in? Who sneaks by? Who's in trouble? I, I just, I, I don't yeah. know. Oh, weird. Now, being, playing the voice of Ivan, which was the computer uh, uh, assistant, uh, takes control of the controls for Buzz, uh, is played by Mary McDonald Lewis. And I thought this was an interesting note. She's been a voice in G.I. Joe, the animated cartoon. I mm-hmm. have no idea. Uh, the Twilight series, Green Room, television series, Lizzie Borden Chronicles. I, I was surprised because she has 21 actor credits, 
She has 21 credits as a dialect coach. Yeah. It started with Twilight or and some other ones where she was a dialect coach on yeah. a lot of these uh, shows. Yeah. Well, you know, people don't understand diction. They don't understand pronunciation and enunciation. I'm just raising my hand. That's me. That's you. You're That's raising me. your hand. And we, I think we'll hook you up with Mary yeah, McDonald I, Lewis. I, uh, I wish he was a, a director coach because it would have helped <laughs> this it. movie. Oh, uh, yeah. That's true. Hey, stop. All right. Here we go. <laughs> Playing Commander Burnside, uh, who's the commander of the, the base on the planet, is Isaiah Whitlock. Uh, and I love this movie, Da Five Bloods. You know, D-A, I saw that. Da Five Bloods. Cedar Rapids. This is a. This, by the way, is supposedly a good movie. I have not seen this one. The Black Klansman. Yeah, I'm an Adam Driver fan. I think that's one he's in, and I haven't seen yeah. it yet. Yeah, so he's been in a few things. Now, the next one, this was the rookie at the opening scene of the movie, Feathering Hamston. I just loved his name, Feathering Hamston. And voiced, and this surprised me because I really wasn't paying attention, I guess, at the beginning. That was voiced by Bill Hader. SNL boy. You know, and Bill Hader's been in a little movie called Trainwreck and Men in Black 3, voiced in Inside Out, Toy Story 4, Angry Birds, has done a lot of vocal stuff, which I had no idea. He was uh, in the second movie of It. Yes, he was. Yeah. So he's been around. And, you know, the last one I have here is playing Eric in the movie, uh, is our director angus mclean because i guess he couldn't get anyone else to be in this movie uh yeah. oh that was a cheap shot wasn't well, it he played eric Drerick and zyclops you know, yeah he did a couple uh couple voices there, did you know? a couple of voices but that's again, what he does he, he voices a lot of the ones in the animation he sure he does, does. Yeah. yeah he sure does he was you know he voiced so. in wally he voiced in finding dory and the like so yeah, I mean, we're, I'm already casting uh, aspersions on this movie, but... I, I got two more. Sure, throw them out there. So, Aaron Diaz was by Ephraim Ramirez, and I brought that up because he is in Crank High Voltage. Okay. Which I like. Uh, trafficked uh, and Mad Families. Not mm-hmm. bad. And then what was interesting is Young Izzy, uh, Kiera Harston, is her first credit ever. Really? What a great movie to be your first credit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> the poor, poor thing. Good. Yeah, heaven. she... Uh, She's young. Yeah. She's got time to rebound. So let, let's just say this. Let's get into we, this great movie. We're going to get into this movie. And it's a downer in some respects because the hype and the buildup and the excitement and the enthusiasm for what was coming didn't come. A very, very different movie arrived at the studios. And what I mean by that is people love Buzz Lightyear. They love Tim Allen. They love the animated toy. And as I said in the beginning of the movie, this is Andy's favorite movie about his favorite movie and why he wanted a Buzz Lightyear. So it is a prequel, so to speak, to Toy Story and that whole enterprise. The problem is it is a movie. It's It's not toys coming to life, which is what I would suspect most people were anticipating. Now, I was not because I'd already heard all the grief, all the pain, all the this is not what it was supposed to be. I was kind of expecting uh, animated Star Troop, Star Troop, Starship Troopers. 
Yeah, maybe something like you know, that. Something, something silly. light. Here's how he saved the world. Right. So a couple of things that <clears throat> right away sets the stage. And if you haven't seen Lightyear, God help you. I'm not even telling you to go see Lightyear. You may want spoiler to. Spoiler alert. Uh, but this is your spoiler alert. It is on Disney+. Plus. Thank but, goodness I didn't pay for it. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't pay to go see this in the theaters. So I would say this. Number one, they made a very adult movie. In fact, such an adult movie that I don't believe a eight-year-old child would get anything out of this. They wouldn't understand the they whole wouldn't time understand jumps and the time it. travel. And So problem number one, yeah. this is a very adult movie. It, in fact, it kind of beckoned or hearkened to a movie we did on one of our previous seasons, Interstellar. So I was going to go a fan Back to the Future. Yeah. Uh, Butterfly Effect. Mm-hmm. I love that one. Interstellar. Yeah, Interstellar. And now we got Lightyear. I mean, it's kind of that kind of movie. Yeah, it's in that genre. Uh, so what we have is Buzz Lightyear of Star Command and those he is with uh, get stuck on a planet because they're attacked by some of the wildlife of the planet, damages their ship, they're stuck there. Well, well, well. The damage the ship was Buzz trying to do it all himself, not asking for help, but not getting that, uh, what do they call it, the turnip? clear of that cliff yeah the thing looks like a turnip he hurt the turnip and now they're stuck there because they don't have the power source to propel the ship into hyperspeed to get back home they're stuck on this planet which in some respects harkens another sci-fi movie the martian true you know it's another one where they're stuck on the planet another christ culture and cinema movie so now they're stuck living on the planet and they're going to continue to try to create the energy source to reach hyperspeed so they can get home but the problem is every time buzz tests the next fuel and he goes out into space on the ship and he comes back he's moving faster than time so when he comes back everybody is aged years i think the first time he was gone four minutes and he everybody he was gone on the planet four years yeah yeah Yeah. and then the next time it's longer Longer. because he's able to go faster and and what happens is his partner at the time of the beginning of this movie alicia hawthorne first she falls in love we'll touch that next uh then he comes back and he has a child she has a child comes back next the child is full grown comes back next she has a grandchild and the next time he comes back she's gone she died and she left her left him socks the cat now and, and a video message and a video beautiful. message very beautiful video message but the thing that kind of breaks your heart a little bit is this is a disney movie marketing towards children i mean it just is and it's a toy it's yeah, well, but it wasn't a toy. It's a guy. But you know, that's the what thing. do the kids know is Buzz. I mean, there's four yeah. major Toy Story movies. Right. There's all the animated cartoons. So, uh, and we know Disney, of course, has no. to go off track here, and I, I don't know why. Uh, of yeah, course, you know, you know Alicia Hawthorne, the one he she falls in love with, is another woman. How they conceive, I don't even want to venture down that track. Uh, but again, sure it, it, behind the scenes. It, it stirred up a lot of controversy about the movie, which was it relevant to the movie? No, it wasn't. No, so, no. you know, this is another strike against it. It's an adult 
themed. It, it didn't movie. bother me at all, but I was watching it. I'm 46. I can handle those things. You I can, wasn't you watching can, it with yeah, a five year old uh, little kid or something. Yeah, I'm not watching it with a little child. Yeah. So you have that as a strike against it. It's such an adult script, an adult theme. As an adult, you kind of struggle to keep up with what's going along with the oh, time yeah. jumps and the aging and. But why is Buzz doing all this? Because Buzz is clearly now younger than everybody he's coming back to. And I think you hit it on the head. The motivation and driving of Buzz is he feels incredibly responsible for them being stuck he on screwed this up. planet. He's selfish. He screwed up. The, the rookie was right there asking, can I help, can I help, can I help? It shows the other cockpit seat with the same... Yeah. Um, uh, handles Hands, that yeah, he can hand pull levers. back. Sure. Nope. Buzz had to do it himself, and he yeah. came up short. And yeah. now he's he's feeling that guilt of stranding these people because he was selfish. Right. So now here they are stuck on this planet. It's many many years later. Buzz is still compelled to try to figure out a way to get them off. And it's Commander Burnside who's like, "Dude, we're staying here. We're done. We're done. No we're more, done. We're no done. More time travel. This is where we're gonna live." We're, we're creating the impenetrable dome. I love the, right. the dome that the they're going to put over their... The laser dome. And, and all of a sudden, Zerg and the evil robots show up. Oh, wait a second. Don't, for, don't forget about socks. What about socks? Socks solves everything. Oh, yeah. Well, socks solves the formula mm -hmm. for the fuel. Special cat. Yeah. But... It's a pretty good companion. But in the midst of that, Zerg and the evil robots show up. So now all of a sudden we have this villain. Now all of a sudden it gets light again. All you're, you're starting to think there's Zerg. Because if you go to Disney World and you go on the Buzz Lightyear ride, it's Zerg and the evil robots that you're shooting at the whole time. Gotta get Zerg. Gotta get Zerg. Love that ride. And we have Buzz Lightyear with these other people in his crew. Izzy, Socks, Mo, and I think the last one is Eric, is it not? Is not the name of the grumpy Lisa. old guy? Yeah. Yep. Uh, who, oh, by the way, is a convict, which I think is, you know, again, this is a very adult thing in the movie. Uh, and they're trying to beat back the evil robots. They lose the fuel that, that Sox creates. They got to get it back. And ultimately, Buzz Lightyear comes face to face with Zerg. With Zerg. And, you know, all along, Zerg is the evil guy. And this is, a, I think, a really good twist in the movie. This is a great twist. Because when Zerg takes off... The mass. So, back up before you say it. Okay. Again, spoiler sure thing. It was Toy Story 2 where they did the play on Star Wars. Okay. And Zerg said, he said, you know, Buzz like, you killed my father. And Zerg's yeah. like, I am your father. You know, and it was yeah. funny. Ha ha. Uh -huh. But now we know the truth. Now we know the truth because when Zerg takes off the mask, who is Zerg, Michael? Old Buzz. It is Old Buzz Lightyear. And how that can be, I don't know. Time travel. It's interstellar. It's this interstellar. is the moment where I'm like, total interstellar it's, moment. It's MCU multiverse. Yeah. But you're, I think as you're listening to us today, you're really getting the handle as to why Lightyear crashed and burned at <laughs> the box office. it's an adult office. movie. It is such an adult. I can't imagine watching this as like an eight-year-old kid. I just can't. You wouldn't understand that. I don't think I would. I, I wasn't that smart. Yeah. Uh, even if I was, I don't think I'd understand it. Of course, they probably had a better chance of understanding time travel than two women having a child, but we won't. But what do we have here? Let's let's get to this. So as he confronts Zerg, Zerg basically wants, this old Buzz Lightyear wants the 
current Buzz Lightyear to undo everything, to go back and undo it all. And what will happen if he does that? Izzy may never exist. He knows it's going to take them back to his mistake yeah. when he when he broke the turnip. Right. And he can fix it. Yeah. But all the things that happen will have never happened. Yeah. you know, Including it, Izzy. Let, let's just consider, yeah. you know, Paul writes in Philippians 2, verse 3. Paul says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. It is that precise moment where Buzz Lightyear is confronted with that biblical truth. Mm-hmm. Because he knows if he goes back in time, it's entirely selfish. It's oh, alleviating yeah. his own personal burden, his own personal guilt. And, and we, that doesn't really solve anything. We've seen this in other movies. Butterfly effect is a big one. It yeah. kind of happens back to the future when they yeah. have to fix it. You know, when you go back and change the course of time and things don't happen and you can try to make it, you can't. Right. It fixes it. And and I think my favorite part of the whole thing is that Buzz was so selfish. He calls it driven. I'm going to fix my mistake. I'm going to fix my yeah. mistake. When does he realize he's he's gone too far? When he sees it in his older self. It almost right. has to see himself across from himself yeah. saying, what are you? It's like you look in the mirror. Yeah, it's like he's standing in a mirror, looking in the mirror, and he realizes what he's become. You know, it's, it's Paul, 1 Corinthians 10, verse 24. Let no one seek his mm. own good, but the good of his neighbor. And Buzz, at that moment, when Could he's be. standing there looking at Zerg, i.e., his old self, he he realizes what he what he's become. Yeah. He he understands at that moment it's all about him, not about others. Uh you know, it's it's again biblical. James 3:16. For where jealousy and selfish ambition exist, there will be disorder and every vile practice. And that's what wow. Zerg that's what Zerg has become. You're on fire today. Hey, I'm Those a three I'm, hammers. I'm a rapid Bible machine. Three baby. hammers. Let's let's honest let's be honest about it though. Isn't that where Buzz is at? I mean, he's really caught in this conundrum when he is face to face. And what does he do? I mean, this is this is actually where the movie is really good. Yeah. He doesn't follow through with where his old self wants to go. In fact, he goes contrary to he everything Zerg desires. Yeah, he goes. Yeah. He goes after himself. Isn't that weird? That's very interstellar. I mean, very butterfly effect. I felt. Yeah, you know, I was waiting for the books to fall <laughs> off the shelf like Interstellar. <laughs> you know, there's actually a really good YouTube video where the person is trying to explain the time travel part of Lightyear, and it's, yeah. it's pretty. Uh, you know, they make the comparisons to Interstellar. It's is it hilarious. really worth making a YouTube video on this movie? I just, I just have to ask the question. There's I don't. A lot of YouTube videos I, about boy, this movie, oh. and very, uh, very few are actually positive. Very few. Positive and, and this guy ones. actually, like me, yeah, enjoyed the premise. Yeah, because he's an adult who likes sure. time travel movies. Sure. Not for Buzz Lightyear, Not my friend. For kids. You know, this would be like if we were going to start a new, you know, say say we're going to start a series, you know, in uh, youth ministry and, you know, Bible studies on movies. This is not one I'd be choosing. <laughs> I just, I don't think I would choose it. Uh, it. It doesn't fit the audience. You know, this is like a total misfire on the audience altogether. I, I really don't know what Pixar Studios was thinking when they did it. 
But there is some really good stuff that can be cultivated or gleaned from this movie. And I would tell you, the the notion of human pride and human selfishness in the face of neighbor and love and care absolutely comes through loud and clear. There is some beautiful stuff to be gleaned. But man, you got to go through the weeds to get to it, don't you? Yeah, it's uh, it's a special movie, and 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 like I said, I I enjoyed the premise because I felt like it kept moving forward. Yeah, um, and I liked the time travel uh, idea, and I liked to see what he was dealing with. Yeah. And even the thing where oh, that's his self in the future—it was sure a great, great twist. Right. Um, but I wouldn't put. Anybody younger than 15? Yeah. If they watch this movie, they wouldn't get in. Yeah. You know, the only th- a couple of things that were missing, quite honestly. Here you go. Things that were missing from Lightyear. Uh, number one, they needed Major Tom to be sung and played during this movie. <laughs> you know? We needed a little bit. A little bit. We need a little Major Tom. I, I felt like, where is this in this movie? That would have been kind of a cool thing in this movie. Uh, you know, I had no problems with Chris Evans as the voice of Buzz Lightyear. Because once I understood the premise, I'm like, well, it would be dumb if Tim Allen were the voice of Buzz Lightyear. Only for the fact that he's the voice of the toy. Chris Evans is the voice of the guy. Uh, but I'm telling you, the thing that I really found missing in this whole movie was... I never had an initial clear arc as to where we were going. It took so long to get there. A slow developing movie to really get to a point where it's like, oh, okay, so this is about Buzz Lightyear really is a selfish, (laughs) self-consumed moron. You know? How many more people is he going to hurt trying to fix his mistake? Trying to fix his mistake. You know, I loved when he kept... Every time he flipped open a thing and he's talking into his wrist recorder and it's Alicia Hawthorne who goes, you realize nobody listens to any of those tapes. <laughs> Why are you still doing Why are that? you still doing this? Why are you still making recordings? You know, because he's in love with himself. And it's only when he finally is confronted with himself that he realizes it's about serving and loving other people. Yeah, that that was the good part. But, was good. man, I don't think it was worth $200 million to get me to there. Do you? Well, they tried. Yeah, I don't know. That was a swing and a miss. So let, maybe let's get to a question of the day. I, I think a good question is, what would happen if you came face-to-face with your younger or older self? Uh, what would you say to that person? What would that person say to you? Uh, I, I think it's an uncomfortable thought. I really do. When that mask of Zerg came up and you went, that's Buzz Lightyear. What's going on here? You know? And it was uncomfortable. Even as I think an audience for a movie, he's face to face with himself. Right. And what if you were brought face to face with your younger or older self? What would be said or spoken between the two? I think that's a good question to leave this train wreck of a Disney (laughs) Pixar movie behind. We did give you some spoiler alerts, but alas, I think the best spoiler is don't go. Uh, If you do, uh, you know, it's it's on you. It's not on us. Christ, culture, and cinema, it is not on us. Now, next time 
Oh, before next time, hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, consider leaving a rating and a review on whatever podcasting platform you listen to. It does help other people find us, and in turn, we could spare them from going and seeing Lightyear by doing so, couldn't we, Michael? We could. We could do that. Now, next time, let's get on to next time, because next time we're going to go to an Academy Award-winning movie, uh, a Quentin Tarantino movie. Uh, a gem of a movie. It's a what if movie. So this is a twist. It's it it parallels a real story, but what if other things happened instead of what really happened? And that little movie is called Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. Thank you for joining us for Christ, Culture, and Cinema with the doctor, Jeffrey Skopak, and his assistant, Michael Pop. Until next time, we'll see you at the movies. <laughs>